Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I'm joined by Kev McCluskey who is dialing in all the way from Budapest at Celtic 4. Hibs 1. Yes, we are smiling. We're smiling at half-time, we're smiling at full-time. Kev, not as fluid, not as uh, high-tempo, not as impressive in the second half, but overall um, it looks as though we've, we've found a groove again tonight, haven't we? Uh, yeah, we certainly did tonight. You know, I'm going to say this. My my one disappointment from tonight was that Hibs goal because mm-hmm. it ruined what would have been a perfect scoreline for me because uh, it was my 40th birthday yesterday, Paul. No so way. we could have had a 4-0 the day after. But no. Happy birthday, Kev. I didn't realise that. Not a single grey hair and right. impressive Perlo-esque beard. So you're doing all right. That's because I plucked them all out before I come <laughs> on the show, you see. I'm going to keep the impressions up. Um, but aye, no, that that goal aside, I think the the look in their faces is exactly how it should be. You know, we're we're sitting here. We've had too many games recently. <laughs> our faces have been tripping ourselves coming on at halftime or full time because the performance hasn't been there, and the results not been there. And we've lost silly goals at vital moments in games. Today, that first half, I thought was getting back to where we should be. That was the levels that we expect a Celtic football club. It was fast. There was a bit of ingenuity about the play and we scored a couple of goals. We got a nice early one that set things off. And then second half, you know, I'd said maybe most will be um, slow to start. We got two goals in the first 10 minutes of the second half. Yeah. And it's game over after that. So maybe the final half an hour was a bit more pedestrian and a bit more relaxed, but we could afford for it to be that. You know, we've got the game one before the hour mark. 
then we've just slowed the game down. We're saving the legs of the old men like Callum McGregor, you know, playing in that more advanced role. Mm-hmm. And really, you couldn't have asked for a more comfortable 90 minutes. Exactly. It, it was very comfortable. I mean, listen, we'll, we'll dip back into the first half. Obviously, we covered that for 15 minutes at half time. Um, but we'll start off by uh, looking at that second half um, opening. The opening salvo, of course, was winning a penalty kick after a VAR check. And I want to start off with the man who won the penalty uh, because Alistair Johnston for me tonight was, was superb. Um, and a couple of things that uh, I noticed about him, it was uh, a lot of the, the forward play, the, the um, you know being involved in a lot of the attack and play. Some of the balls he was playing inside were fantastic. And when it came to the point where uh, Brendan Rodgers wanted to to give Anthony Ralston uh, some game time, he didn't take Johnson off. And I think I think there's two things to take from that. The first one is Alistair Johnston. Um, looked back to his best tonight. But secondly, uh, if you're bringing on Tony Ralston and you're bringing him on for your left-back, um, I think what that is showing you is that Burnaby's on his way out. If we didn't already know that already, I mean, your backup is your right-back. And if you're starting to play someone, albeit I thought, by the way, I thought Ralston, you know, he was involved throughout the entire half. Um, I thought some of his, his again, his, his attacking play often is, is what stands out. Um, and I thought he put in a, a decent performance. Um, he still divides opinion, Kev. I think it's fair to say Tony Ralston still divides opinion. He's my favourite player. Um, he's the guy that nine-year-old Paul John Dykes would be writing wee letters to asking for signed photographs. And uh, maybe I'm looking through green-tinted spectacles. But I thought he did. He, he did pretty well in the second half. But more than that, it really is sending a message to the likes of Burnaby. Um, listen, you're not even going to get a game ahead of Tony Ralston, who is a natural right back. I'd rather play him out of position than give you game time. Yeah, I actually wondered what your second point was going to be about Ralston playing there, because if it wasn't, it sends a message to Burnaby, then, then that's what I was going to say it is. Because I had that same thought during the half, and you go like, looking at the players who are not involved, Mm. You know, because the, the other one you you can talk about is Matt Phillips coming on. Why yeah. are we giving him game time ahead of Lagerbilk and Navrocki? It's a great discussion. Why are you point. playing? Yeah, it, it has to be talked about at some point. You know, but then you go right. Why are you playing a right back at left back? Yeah, and you've got another left back in your books because you don't trust him because he's he's not got a future at the club. So I think a moment like tonight, kind of. If you needed confirmation of that, I think Bernabe's on his way out. I think that's him finished. And Ralston's performance, I thought he was decent enough again. Like, and he is a guy that would divide opinion. He's Tony Ralston knows what he is. Tony Ralston's not a fantastic world-beating football player, but Tony Ralston's a guy that will go out there and run through brick walls for Celtic. Mm-hmm. He's like the guy that's doing the cool commentary tonight, Peter Grant. He was another one like that. He'll divide opinion as well because he's not a flashy player. But put a Celtic jersey on him and he grows to be six foot tall and he's, you know, you can see him, he grows into the jersey, he fits into it and he gives his all every game. And, you know, when you're going through a bit of a a rough patch like we were, certainly in terms of form and performances, sometimes you need a player like him in the team that just pushes everyone else on because he's a fan in a jersey. 
And tonight, I don't think he did much wrong. Uh, and that's what you get from Tony Ralston. You're not going to get... Why does he get such a bad rap? But because he's Tony Ralston and he came through the youth system, probably, because he never cost us any money. Because he was a very raw youngster that got thrown into a, a side that was struggling at a time. You know, certainly during that, the, the 10 in a row season that never happened, we were playing him during that season. And I think people maybe associate him still with that. Or the fact that maybe right back was a problem area for a while. And we were signing guys like John Joe Kenny and Moritz Bauer. Oh, there's a whole plethora of them. Tony Ralston, yeah. Jeremy Tollian's another one, and you go, Ralston couldn't get ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So are we stepping back by playing them now? But that's the Ralston of three or four years ago. The Ralston now, I think, is a much improved player. He's an older player. He's more experienced. He's also had the kick in the backside of going out on loan at St. Johnston and Dundee United. I think it was knowing that mm. he's a step away from leaving his club. Yeah. So now I think every time he steps in the park, he's got that desire to improve or not to um, impress because every game could be his last. And I, um, yeah. Well, so I you know, know I going with that. <laughs> no, you're right though, because sometimes there's a perception. And, and if you've already made your mind up about a player, you see things differently when you watch them. You made a point about Peter Grant there. Granty won us the 95 Cup final. You know, you look through the history books and it'll tell you Van Hoedonk scored the goal. It'll be Tosh McKinley's pinpoint cross from from deep in and, and Van Hoedonk, you know, rises above everybody else in the ninth minute of the game, scores the goal. But it was Peter Grant. Peter Grant should never have been playing because he was injured and, and he played through the pain. Barry was a man of the match. Uh, there's, there's a moment after the Rangers game this season where we go to Ibrox and we win 1-0. And uh, Ralston is screaming with joy right in the face of Lagerbjelk, who I don't think knows quite what's happening. And players will come and go at Celtic Park. And I think what you need is a, is a core constant. You do need a, a constant um, nucleus of a team. And I'm quite happy that Ralston is, is not the first choice right back. He's not the same level as um, Alistair Johnston. He's absolutely not. But I think that he's, he's a manager's dream. He's the type of guy that you, you keep around the place because he's a good backup. And I think what he's shown tonight is even if you ask him to play left back, like you say, he'll, he'll play like his life depends on it. Um, no, the, no, the best performance in the second half because I think there's other players that were that were head and shoulders above him. I'm just bringing it up because, again, he's still not won everybody over. I'm going to bring Susan Finlay in. Uh, good to see you, Susan. Evening, boys. Hope you're well. What a difference with a Wata in the team. Gives us a more composed, robust and physical midfield. Hopefully we stick with that moving forward. Now, let's have a wee talk, not again, not just about Awata, but what he did for the other two midfielders there in, in the trio. And what we've seen, and we spoke about it at half-time, Kevin, is that since Hatati um, has dropped out through injury, and he's away to Japan to get some um, treatment as well. Brennan Rogers revealed that during the week. We've seen Bernardo getting uh, game time. He came on tonight. Again, you might question why is he coming on when we've got two guys that we own on the bench that can play that position. We've seen home playing. We've seen David Turnbull playing. But we hadn't seen a lot of starting a game. And I think, you know, I, I was dying for him to score that goal at the death. I mean, it would have been brilliant just, be you know, just to cap off. Exactly, just to cap off his performance, the team's performance. But I think as well as Awata played, what he also did is he gave a bit of freedom to not just Callum McGregor, 
who is obviously deserving of the plaudits. How well did Matt O'Reilly play tonight? And the thing is, O'Reilly's been brilliant all season, but he did he did free him up. He freed him up. It's like he protects the two guys he's playing alongside and he protects the two centre-halves behind them. Um, and right now, he's got the jersey, Kev. wow has got the jersey. Yeah, and he should have it long-term if uh, if tonight's performance is anything to go by. And not even just tonight. I mean, the game I'll always go back to when I talk about him is the 3-2 game against Rangers at Celtic Park last April where we all but won the league. Mm-hmm. His introduction in that game wins us the match because we were losing the midfield and he comes in and he just shows everything up. Yeah. And you can ask him to do that. You can ask him to come in and shore up a midfield and be everything that Susan's just described him as that physical, robust midfielder. He can do that. But then give him the ball and he's a bit of a playmaker because he has got the range of pass and he can play the short, safe ones or he can play those diagonal balls that he played in the first half. He's he's such a good player and it's it's a wonder to me why he's never been played or why he didn't play much before. I thought it was just because Rodgers didn't fancy him and we were never going to see him again and he would kind of just drift out the club uh, without really making the impact that he could. But I hope tonight is one of those performances that puts him right back in there. And you're spot on with what you're saying, but with him being in there, it's not even just the two midfielders alongside him. Him being there allows you two full-backs to push up a bit more because he becomes the third centre-back if needs be. Yes. Him being there allows Callum McGregor to be free on the left, which is his favourite area of the park. And O'Reilly just gets to roam about and do O'Reilly things. And it helped him tonight as well that he had Mikey Johnson, actually, because I thought Johnson had a pretty decent game. And he offered more than Yang has in recent matches. As much as we have praised Yang and his defensive abilities on the track and back, he's had a wee tendency in the last few games to just not be at the races. And it's not a case of if, if he's not beating his man, he'll still be tracking back. It seems to be if one thing doesn't work, everything doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mikey Johnson was, he was given everything today. And I think that gave... O'Reilly the confidence that he could drift in a wee bit more and do what he wanted to do. So I'll give him a wee bit of praise, but um, I don't think he got the man of the match at the game, but it would have been my man of the match just for yeah. that, the influence that he has. One player in the centre of the park, but he's influenced the performance of about three or four other players around him. It's all been positive. And it makes it more fluid. You've, you've mentioned a couple of things. Man of the match indeed was um, O, and we'll be talking about O as well, and how that affects not only him, but Kyogo. And you can start seeing the the uh, trend of, uh, you know, talking about a player and how it affects others as well. You mentioned Yang there. And uh, Mikey Johnson quite rightly started the game, didn't finish the game. As I say, I mean, it was his first start for Celtic since December 2021. Um, and he's been in the doldrums, he comes in, now Yang's on the naughty step, and he's sitting alongside Gustav Lagerbjelk and uh, Mike Nurovsky, and uh, that's a strange one, because at half-time, we changed it, and, we, and you know, rightly so, because we've won the game, unless there's a disaster, we've won the game, right, and <clears throat> you bring off Carter Vickers, and, and, and you, on comes Nat Phillips, and I've seen a lot of comments coming through, both on social media and also WhatsApp groups, etc., saying, you know, we're, we're bringing on this guy and he's not our player. And we've got £7.5 million of central defenders not even on the bench, Kev. 
Now, I would understand it if Nat Phillips comes on and plays like Beckenbauer or even Jack Hendry, but he didn't um, because he came on. <laughs> you're laughing at my Beckenbauer, my Jack and Bell. And um, he came on. You're not, even he playing, looks... you're not even playing like Pete Jack Hendry at that Partick Thistle game. Oh, the Pirate. That's the one everyone thinks of him. Aye, yes, aye. So, aye. The part of um, that was brilliant. He kept walking and running and, and turning, and yeah. oh, it was interesting. It was like watching one of the old 1980s uh, computer games, you know what I mean, where it takes an age to turn. But yeah, back to uh, Phillips. You know, for the, the, the calibre player that we're meant to have brought into the, the team here, I think back to, and I've said this before, I'm not against loan signings if they lead to something. I really, you know, I, I don't like the short termism of a player that you mentioned before. Thanks very much for reminding me of John Joe Kenny. Um, but he wasn't the only one. You know, Ollie Bark and, and Charlie Musonda. Yeah, there's, there's so many of them, isn't there? Um, Daniel Toyan uh, and Benkovic. There's, there's been so many examples of it um, in the past where there's a short-term kind of view of the loan um, signing. And Nat Phillips has come in. And I go back to the time where we brought in Two players, one was Carter Vickers, the other one was, was Jota. And they came in on loan. So Carter Vickers comes in from a, an English Premiership side, centre and a half. Quite a bit of experience, actually, when you think about it, through loan deals that he had had at the time. And, and Jota was a Benfica reserve. This time round, we've got Nat Phillips coming in from an English Premiership side, centre and a half. And we've got Bernardo coming in as a Benfica reserve. And the standards of the two guys we've got at the moment compared to the two that I've mentioned before, it's night and day. Um, this isn't a night for me to start firing arrows at, at any of the players. It was a really good performance. I'm really chuffed with the performance. But I'm kind of looking beyond January now, Kev. And I'm looking at Phillips and I'm struggling to see. I'm struggling. Yeah, there was a couple of times he won head, headers and he won them pretty well. I'm struggling to see what the, the, the big hoo-ha is here. There's a guy coming from one of the top leagues in Europe. and. Um, uh, he's not any better than what we've got. No, he's not. So I'm sure in the next 10, 15 minutes that we've got here, we're going to talk more about the game and the positives of the game because we've just beaten Hibs 4-1. But you do also need to talk about the other things that are going on as well. And Matt Phillips is definitely going to be a talking point for us. And he must be he must be on the best part of 20, 30 grand a week, you would yeah. think, at Liverpool, if not more. Um... Do you think he's he's comparative he, he in terms have. of wages, Kev? Do you I, think he's there? He's sorry. on that kind of level of Shane Duffy, right? Because I remember when when we brought Shane Duffy in, I was having a look at this the other day. Shane Duffy cost us two million quid on the on the loan, and we paid twenty five grand of his forty five grand a week wages to Brighton. So that was a deal at the time. Do you think it's comparative with Nat Phillips at the moment? And I know, listen, I know we were in dire straits when it came to centre halves. I get it. I know why we brought him in. But we're at that stage now where we're moving into January. The decision's got to be made on whether or not he stays at the club. He is still ahead in the pecking order of Stephen Welsh, Mike Noroski, Gustav Lagerbelk. Do we stick or twist? That's that's basically the question. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, if it's to me, I'd say we send them back down the road straight away. <laughs> Just because I think if he is, if he's on 20, 25 grand a week, that would make him one of the higher earners at Celtic. Mm-hmm. And he can't get into the team at the moment. He's been kept out by, as we'll say, a half a million pound signing for Shamrock Rovers, who we would have let go for a couple of hundred thousand if anyone could have stumped it up in the summer. Right. He's, as you say, we know why we've signed him. We know why we needed to bring him in. The fact that we brought him in and he was injured and he couldn't even play in the game that he was brought in as the emergency signing for should have been a red flag enough. He's he's done all right in some games, but for the outlay that you're going to have to spend on him, if it is that kind of 25, 30 grand in wages, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's looking at a transfer fee, four, five million pounds probably for him. You'd never spend that on him. And he gets done today for the goal as well. And it's far yeah. too easy. But Jan, it's a wee step over, shimmy past him. And he got beaten a couple of minutes before as well by the same player. And he hits the post. So for me, it would be a no. But if I'm saying it's a no to him, and again, there's guys that he's keeping out the team, you can wonder what level Lagerbilk and Navrotsky at if they can't even get on the bench. I'm going to go back, though, to something Brennan Rogers said. He was questioned around Tilio. He was questioned around various players who are part of the squad and who are not. And he spoke about the personality, the character, you know, that type of thing. And he praised Nat Phillips for being like that top pro, the guy who's had a really good effect behind the scenes. Um, so, obviously, he is getting the nod for various reasons, but I think when it comes down to it in January, it would be a pass from me. Let us know what you think in the comments section. I'm going to make a point here before we go through the goals again and the goal scorers. Uh, 78 minutes, Callum McGregor still orchestrating things in the Hibs box. That's what I've got here. Um, he's playing an advanced role and he's doing it well. And 78 minutes in the game, he's still doing it. I know that the gaffer took him off 10 minutes from the end, which is just great management of Callum McGregor. But one of the big talking points at the beginning of the game is if you bring in a Wata as the number six, as a defensive mid, then it allows, it gives a wee bit more of a free reign to Callum McGregor to be more of an offensive force. He was all over the park. You know, left wing, he was he was doing the business up there. I seen him on the right-hand side, as I say, orchestrating with 12 minutes to go, still fully legs, fully running. Um, does that put it to bed, or do we need to see that for 900 minutes before we can say that actually he's not done yet, he still has the legs? You know, you wouldn't put it past him that he could do it for the next 900 minutes. Yeah. If you if you if you've got if you've got Iwata behind them, because we know that he's a quality player and he brings that balance as well, then you do free up McGregor and he doesn't have to do to do the defensive shift as much. So you're saving his legs that way. But then I say you're saving his legs and you've just pointed out he was at pretty much the four corners of the park throughout the game. He was everywhere. When he sets up O's second goal, he's pretty much picked the ball up at the left back area. And then plays that that pass. He was everywhere. So 
I think I think if you're a very clever football player like he is, you can get the most out of your body and you can get the most out of your physicality mm-hmm. by being clever and using the players that are around you. And he'll use Iwata's strengths to his benefit. And he's he showed it tonight. No doubts he can go and do it at Rugby Park on Sunday as well. And he can keep on doing it because he is he's a very talented player. He absolutely is. And, he, and his influence is, is massive. I know that when he's going off tonight, he's uh, given the armband to to Joe Hart. Uh, David Boyle, uh, great to see you back in another chat, David. If you are watching A Celtic State of Mind on YouTube, remember to subscribe to the channel and that allows you to get involved in the chat. Agree, disagree with Kevin and I and get into uh, some conversations in the chat with other Axom subscribers as well. Give us a thumbs up on the video as well. It helps with the algorithm, apparently. David Boyle. The balance in the midfield with Awata at number six is clear to be seen. And the extra recovering pace is also great. I hope he gets a run of games. I hope so as well. Listen, I'm a massive fan of Atati. I think when Atati comes back in, he's a difficult player to leave out of the team because of what he brings to the table. But what you've seen tonight is you've seen Awata, who, as we've already said, protecting his two centre-halves, but also allowing O'Reilly and McGregor a wee bit more of a free reign uh, to go hunting uh, and attack and car. Kyle McGregor was all over the park tonight. Um, Daniel it's Hamilton. If you want to go in it, uh, Rogers has, has shown that he's willing to leave Hatati out of the team already he because he's done it yeah. at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And there'd be, there'd be no better scenario than having him come back and then you've got four starting level centre midfielders going for three places. That's what we want. And you can rotate them out and that's what we had last season because you'll add Aaron Moy into that mix as well, and that's what yeah. put us through last season. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know... No, you're right. It's cliched, but when Hatake comes back, he's going to be like a new signing for us. Oh, that's banned. You can't say that a player's like a Rolls-Royce. You can't is say that, that it's been a roller coaster. Is that one of the banned statements? That is now. It was my birthday yesterday. I get away with it. Just yeah, this one. the big photo. Happy birthday. Tempo dropped off in the last third of the game, says Daniel Hamilton. Yeah, it did. Awata definitely made a difference, but can't complain about the boys. Yeah, it's been a good night tonight. I think um, the second half, a lot has been made of the halftime hairdryer treatment from Brendan Rogers, And I think he got a response tonight. We've been asking all week, is he going to get his response? You and boy Martin has picked up on the Nat Phillips uh, debate. Seriously, Nat Phillips, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Uh, Brian Murphy, welcome back in. Awata has played his way in. I agree with that. It's his jersey to lose now. I think, Kev, I'm going to ask you this. In oh, in Hatati's absence, have you felt at any point that Odenholm, when he's got a start, or Bernardo or Turnbull claimed the jersey? Because I'm, I'm sitting here at the moment and I'm thinking, right, Awata, it's your jersey to lose now. Did you ever get the same feeling about the other three guys? No. <laughs> simple answer in that one is no I felt they've all got talents and they've all done certain things well but they've all lacked something as well mm-hmm. we speak about Turnbull he's scored a few goals You know, he's got penalties that boost those numbers um, he's got a decent long shot on him but I feel his general play lets him down at times Home, I think he's got everything that he needs to be a top midfielder and could be the next Callum McGregor type, but it's not quite there yet with him. And he'll get it through experience, and he'll get it as he goes on, but he's not there right now. And Bernardo is a much of a muchness to me. I think he's done well in Europe, but he's flattered to deceive and 
the domestic games, but none of them have put in a full 90 minutes or a game and a half in a row where you would say, aye, he deserves a run of four or five games now to prove it. Whereas every time Iwata comes on the park, you think, why are we not just giving him the, him the jersey? I know. Tonight's another one that's just shown it for me. Yeah, absolutely. And and the good thing about Iwata, Kev, is he's shown it offensively and defensively. You know, he almost scores the goal at the end. He's getting involved in the attacks. He obviously was involved in the third goal against St. Johnston. And um, when Hibs or the opponent is breaking, Iwata's there. He's doing the defensive side of it. I think... Bernardo and home have got a bit of that, but maybe not as to the same kind of level. Turnbull doesn't. Turnbull does all his work in the final third. Now, that's great, by the way. That's fantastic. But you're not going to keep a player like that happy if he's only getting cameos and he's not getting many starts. And I think that uh, Turnbull's a fantastic footballer. The stats and the data all have him, you know, um, hitting the radars of quite a lot of clubs this January. Uh, whether or not He's in Rodgers' plans. We will find out. I remember after the game, match day one, where he wins the man of the match, he scores two goals. Matt O'Reilly's giving him um, big kudos after the game. And then they interview Brendan Rodgers, and he plays it down a bit. He played it down a bit. I always remember that. And that was despite the fact that he had replaced Hatati that day, much to the surprise of guys like me who thinks Hatati is he's up there when it comes to the, the level of ceiling that that player has. Um, the penalty, of course, was taken by Palmer. We've been talking about penalty kicks and the fact that we've struggled to get one taker who can actually confidently take them. I'm sitting here, and, and, and as sure as um, night follows day, I knew Palmer wasn't going to do the wee shimmy. I knew he wasn't going to do it. He just reverted back to putting the ball in the back of the net, and he did, he did it uh, with a bit of aplomb. I think over the piece tonight, um, I didn't have a dig at Palmer, but I said that there's a bit of indiscipline in terms of getting daft yellow cards. But he always showed, all night, he was shown for the ball, he was trying to link up, even at the end there with Tony Ralston, he gets the 95 minutes in his, uh, in his legs as well. And the big question, when we're talking about recruitment, because we're going back into January, I keep asking the question, uh, Brendan Rodgers wanted four quality, his words, players in the summer. I think Palmer... Um, has done enough to to be in that category uh, of a quality player. And we're probably still three short. But I think Palma has, so far, shown that he's been a good addition to this squad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't think you can disagree with that statement at all. I think he's, he's definitely been the pick of the signings. Um, he's not the finished article yet, but I think he's he's shown enough that he, like you said, you said before the game or at halftime, can't remember when you asked me, but he's um, he for me is Rogers signing. There's a few others out there that he's signed that haven't been his. I'm pretty sure he was a Rogers signing, and I think it shows because he plays every week and he does have something special about him. He's got a great delivery, he's got a great shot on him, and there is that character that Rogers likes and talks about. And you, you hit the nail on the head when you go that he doesn't hide. I'll remember back to the Feyenoord game where I think he gets subbed off. Was it did he get subbed off at half time or into the second half? But even in that game where he was not at his best, he never had. And that to me is something about him. Like he's he just he doesn't hide. Doesn't matter if he doesn't beat his man for the first ten times he wants the ball because he, he believes he can do it. And uh 
he showed it today because we were getting frustrated that he's cutting inside all the time in the first half. Then he hits the byline, sends a cross in, and O'Reilly gets his goal. So for me, he's definitely been a, a big hit in the transfer market. And uh, again, he'll only get better as he get used, gets used to how we play a wee bit more. I think Rogers loves uh, a player with a few rough edges. I think he loves that. He embraces yeah. it. You know, he likes to take players like that under his wing, develop them. He's still young, of course. And uh, he's got bags and bags of potential. Uh, I, I just wish he, he would get rid of the kind of that indiscipline, daft yes. uh, bookings, yeah, yeah, you know, the, because the, he got it quite early the on. Yellow card he got today. It's a stupid yellow card to get. I know. You could let yeah, him Martin Boyle or something. You could just let him go because there's, there's a cover in behind him. Yep. It's a silly one. And then you do always have that doubt in the back of your mind for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. It's one slip, it's one errant arm going out to hold the player off if he goes down, second yellow. And he's a player now because we've got so many injuries in the wide areas. We just can't afford to, to be without him. No, we can't. We really can't. Um a few comments coming in. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the chat. Um, what does that say? Al Holtum fan. Am I saying that right? Uh, sorry if I've uh, mispronounced that. Is Ralston just as good, if not a better left back than Taylor? We've already spoken about Ralston. Ralston gets a bad rap. He, he really does. And it's, I don't think it's ever going to change. He divides opinion. He's a classic player who divides opinion. Um, I like him as a backup. And, you know, I think the biggest message I've taken from that tonight um, is that Burnaby's on his way out the door because if you've got someone playing at your position when you're fit and uh, they are deemed to be a better backup than you are, then you don't have a future at the club. So I think that's what that, what that particular thing tells us. Personal Jesus comes in, um, Kyogo, that finish was horrendous, son. I think Kyogo's lacking a wee bit of confidence at the minute. Oh, should keep his place at the weekend. What do you make of that? Um, that that statement there in, in relation to oh, he's a man of the match tonight. He of course scored the second goal. It was all down to his strength. His his finish was brilliant as well. He opened the scoring tonight, and uh, yeah, I think he was deserving. By the way, the the goal that he scored, I don't know if it was meant, but what a through ball by Callum McGregor. I've got to say as well. Um, but oh, again, a wee bit like uh, Awati's going to be hard to draw up, isn't he, on that phone? He is. If you're a centre forward and you come in and score two goals in a game, it's very difficult to take you at the side for the next game. Strikers are it's probably the the position that most relies on confidence. And the guy that scored two goals is full of confidence. So play him in the next game. It's to me, having watched us in the last few games and the way that we've stuttered and staggered through them and the way that we haven't used Kyogo very well. He's been a centre-forward. It wasn't a surprise to me that O comes in and suddenly we're doing better up front. Again, it's not to knock Kyogo, but it's because I think O is a better fit for the way that Rogers wants to play. And you can see it when Kyogo comes on because he's he's still kind of making the runs he made last season, but the passes aren't coming. And he's getting frustrated within himself now. And then he snatches at that chance at the end. If that's Kyogo... Last season or the beginning of this season, you guarantee that goes in. So, you know, we spoke about O a couple of months ago that he just needed a goal and then he's got it and his performance levels increased so much since then. Now he's in the team, you can't take him out. And it's now flipped. 
Kyogo's the one that needs the goal. But yeah, weekend, I'd go with Kyogo up front. Physical forward. Plays you, the way go that just wants his forwards to play. Sorry, did you Aye. did you say you would go with O or Kyogo? Oh. Oh. Oh, up top. Oh. Um, Scott McGill, welcome to the show, Scott. Uh, we need a new left back, simple as that. You know, the, the thing with that is, if you bring in the right left back, and as I say, there's been a message sent to Burnaby tonight, I think. If you bring in a, a, a top, top quality left back, if you get that, what you continually call an upgrade on your current left back, which is Greg Taylor, and you bring in the equivalent of a left back version of Alistair Johnston, what you then have is that scenario that I think is quite a good position to be in, where you've got Tony Ralston and Greg Taylor as your backups. Kevin, I think I'm sitting at that point, and I'm pretty confident with that, if they two guys are your backups. Greg Taylor, let's not forget, his, his form under Ange Postacoglu was excellent. It was, over the two two years, right? I think he he, um, he took that inverted fullback role, um, and, and he took to it like a duck to water, to the point where... He his confidence started growing when he was he was gathering the ball in the midfield and he looked as though it was a very natural position for him. This season's been different. I find that he's been getting in the road of a lot of the moves because he's in a he's in an area of the park sometimes where the midfielder should be. It's not actually worked that well for him uh, this time round. And I think that that and the fact that Bernabe is not a sufficient backup for him means that we're, we're going to have to go into the transfer market to buy a left back. If you're going to buy one, you'd be as well buying somebody that's going to be your first choice and then you've then got a battle on your hands and it just makes the whole thing far more competitive for you. So, yeah, I, I do think we, we need a new left back and um, I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will be shopping for one in January. We've ran a wee bit over because, again, for me, that was a... That was a, a very good um, response, I think. This was part of the response to the halftime uh, rollicking that was given out by Brendan Rodgers. Some very good performances tonight. I think it was also good to see uh, Tilio getting half an hour in his legs. Brilliant that uh, Mikey Johnson gets his first start in two years. And it was a comprehensive victory, 4-1, against the team who's done pretty well since the new gaffer came in in Hibs. So a very, very good result for Celtic tonight. And uh, we go on to Kilmarnock away at the weekend. And, of course, we will be covering that game as well. How do you get involved with what we're up to? Well, the Daily Bulletin and the Match Day Bulletin is what we do with the live streams. That's going to change slightly in the future in terms of the, the look of that. We're going to make it look a lot better because it will be getting streamed through proper cameras rather than the live streaming devices that we're using at the moment. But we've also got a lot of fully uh, produced content every Monday. A wander round paradise. Um, and I'm going to have a special guest actually coming up in the next couple of weeks on that as well. It's always good to to have that. And whenever Kevin uh, McCluskey comes home from Hungary, you can come and uh, do the wee wonder with me as well, Kevin. That would be good to see you taking a wee wonder in paradise with me. That would be awesome. Yeah, you'd be is welcome. Your, is your special guest that's coming in a couple of weeks? Is he coming for our planned? Oh, come on now. Um, no, he's better than that, old fella. And... Uh, we've also got things like the charity weekend are coming up. That's on the 16th and the 17th of December, where we go live for 24 hours over a weekend, um, 12 hours on a Saturday, 12 hours on a Sunday. We collaborate with other Celtic platforms. We've got some really good content coming up, including the Pierre and George Cadet and John Collins interviews. They'll all be on the channel. And you will have the opportunity to 
um, throw in a couple of quid into the pot for wee Jamie Tierney. So the, the fundraising uh, link is under this particular video, but as you and Boy Martin did in the pre-match or the half-time, you'll also be able to make a donation directly in the comments through um, YouTube as well, and all the money raised that weekend will all go to Jamie Tierney and his fight against uh, Duchesne muscular dystrophy. Uh, a week on Monday, we will be live in Glasgow. It's a Christmas night out. Come along, see the Axon team, and I'll be interviewing Johan Mialbe, um, that phenomenal um, Swedish centre-half treble winner under Mark O'Neill, and I'll be doing that in Gracie's. There's a few tickets available, 15 quid tickets are still available, and the link is underneath the video. Thank you, every single one of you, for getting involved in the comments tonight. Give us a big thumbs up on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already, and all that's left for me to say, Kevin McCluskey, all the way from Budapest, thank you for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.